0: So let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. And this may take a while to read, but this is majestic. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our Inheritance, until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may... in the one to come, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Whew! This is an amazing passage. This is a beautiful passage, isn't it? I um, had a professor while I was in college, who was supposed to teach the whole book of Ephesians, uh, but he never even got through the first chapter. The first chapter of Ephesians here is just packed with amazing things, and we have read all of it because in order for us to really be brought into the context of what's going on here, the amazing promise here, well, it's to focus us on the Inheritance, the fact that we have the inheritance in Him, in Christ, and in the saints. That's the focus of this chapter, and it's going to be what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about the inheritance in Christ and how to live with special emphasis on our current holiday season. What am I talking about? Well, October, Halloween, November, All Saints' Day, and coming up soon, Advent, Christmas. Well, let's talk about this. All Saints Day and Halloween, they actually come to us from Scripture. This is kind of hard to believe, but believe it or not, this is actually the Scripture that we get it from, these holidays historically. Why? Because it keeps talking about our inheritance in Christ. And we'll, we'll talk more about this as we go on. But, essentially, Christmas hol- uh, the Christmas holiday, the Easter holiday, All Saints Day, all of these things are part of Christ's inheritance in the saints, things for us to orient our time around God, but for us to celebrate. So, let's get into the scripture. There is one central verse, and this is the verse I wanted to have on the screen that brings all of this to bear. It is verse 18. So, if we could all look at verse 18, it's in the middle of a long sentence. The whole thing is basically one sentence, by the way, if you didn't notice. <laughs> Verse 18 is in the middle of a sentence making it look a bit funny, but it says, Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance, inheritance in the saints. This verse is key because this verse tells us that the hope of Christ's calling is His. Inheritance in the saints, meaning, yes, we're talking about heaven, we're talking about the new creation, but we're also talking about everything special that God has worked on earth. That's what Christmas really is. It celebrates the birth of Christ on earth. And actually, Halloween All Saints Day, the next day, same thing, what God is doing here for us. So we're focusing on this putting God first in our lives this holiday season by looking at these holidays a little more deeply from Scripture. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this. I keep saying we're going to, so let's do it. What are people talking about? What, why am I talking about All Saints Day? Why am I spending time talking about Halloween? Short answer, we're talking about a tangible way to put God first in our lives by using holidays, which is why they exist. Here are some holidays we celebrate in church. These are very famous. Obviously Christmas and Easter, but also MLK Day, Memorial Day, the 4th of July, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Thanksgiving, and personal favorite, free donuts at Krispy Kreme Day. And let me tell you, it's a favorite holiday of many, many Sunday school classes. Nothing wrong with that. But here's the truth about this. This is a truth that... um, really hit me hard. We spend a lot of time celebrating what are actually secular holidays in church. In fact, our celebration of secular days really basically outweighs the time we spend celebrating historic church calendar holidays. And this is bad news. This is bad news. This is a problem for you and for me and For the world, in fact. Because when we make secular uh, celebrations emphasized in church, church begins to suffer, which means that the world suffers. Because Christ in us means that Christ is shining through us as the light of the world. We are the body of Christ in the world. Having the eyes of our hearts enlightened, our key verse says this morning, We should not be like this. We should not make worldly celebrations our focus. Our focus should be celebrating what God does and what God is doing. In other words, we should live into our inheritance. Christ's inheritance in the saints. The inheritance of the church and the church calendar. We should give our time all to God. So this is why the church calendar exists. It's why I'm talking about it, why we celebrate Christmas, Easter, etc. It's all about focusing on God, God's things. When we give God our holidays and our calendars, we give the time that we are given by God, right? Which is another way of saying our lives. What are our lives except the time we've been given by God? Um, when we orient everything, our calendars, to God, well, we're doing um, what we should be doing, which is giving what is really God's back to God. This is also known as worship. Worship. And so, talking a little bit more about this, there's a good metaphor. It's a good metaphor here. It's important for all of us to understand. In his book, Mere Christianity, very popular book, author C.S. Lewis writes this, quote, If you read history... You will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this one. End quote. Sharp words from C.S. Lewis. When we lose sight of the things of God in church, like heaven, church holidays which really celebrate God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, well, put simply, we lose our very identity as the body of Christ. And the sad truth really is that we've already begun to lose most of these things. We've lost our calendar to the world. The fight for Christmas. I'm not going to get into that now, but wow. A huge part of the reason Paul is writing these things in Ephesians chapter 1 about our hearts being enlightened, the eyes of our hearts, is exactly so that we would not do these very things and lose them. How are we losing them? Well, the global church, we, us, church, big church, universal church, we began to lose time itself when we stopped putting God first, making God the one who orients all of our calendars. So we became more secular. And so here's a story about this. How did these holidays, Christmas, All Saints Day, did Eve come to be? What the early church did was take over the celebrations of various pagan harvests, solstices, and full moon celebrations. And the early Christians said, hey, we're not pagan anymore. So what we're going to do is claim these holidays for the rightful deity, the only one true God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so the holidays were converted, you could say. They were claimed for the one true God. But as time went on, uh, worldliness, worldliness helped us forget why the early church did what they did, and they weren't perfect, but worldliness crept in, and we began to let the world take over God's time and God's calendar. And this is the key. This is the metaphor. This is what happens to us, too in our personal lives when it happens to the church at large because we are the church. Right? The church is not a building, common misconception. We are the body of Christ. As we begin to let the world creep in at the edges of our lives and the world begins to take more and more of our personal time and our calendars, it's all we're ever doing, thinking about the world, we become more and more worldly instead of, for example, more and more holy. We begin to live less and less like Christ, and then we begin to lose the inheritance in the saints. For example, the church at large. Christmas, All Saints Day, which I think many of us have never even heard of for this very reason, and Halloween, and I think we all know what happened to that one. So this is a huge issue. And, by the way, I'm not saying that we should not be in the world, but that we should not be of it. Well, what does the church lose when we start to lose Christ as our true Lord, and the Lord of our time, like this? What does our scripture tell us here? Well, we lose everything, eventually. This is verse 10. Verse 10 in our chapter when it tells us what the rich inheritance of the saints in Christ uh, really are or really is, quote, all things in him, all things, things in heaven and things on earth. So we lose all things when we lose Christ as our Lord because everything belongs to Christ. Even our very selves belong to God, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Verse 7 says, So, since time belongs to God and our calendar really belongs to God, what should we do? What should we do first? What's a practical takeaway? Well, I have a good starting point. Starting point for all of us. We, the church, we don't need to be afraid of Halloween. I've noticed that many Christians sort of have an irrational paranoia about Halloween I grew up in that environment, not knowing Halloween's true history. Halloween, of course, is a corruption of the holy night, All Saints Day, the night before All Saints Day. It's a bit like Christmas Eve. It used to be hallowed Eve. What we need to do instead of being irrational is take it back, proactively, get out there, hallowed evening, worship and hollow God. That's what it means to hallow is to glorify. That's why many churches do trunk or treat. may have heard of that. We need to always make God the center of our calendars and therefore our time. We need to be intentional, proactive, and we need to put Christ first so that we are truly putting God first in our lives. We need to reclaim, and we can't do it on our own. We have to do it in the power of the Spirit. And this is where it comes to our personal lives, too the power of the Spirit can reclaim these areas in our lives that have slipped to the world, like Halloween, so much that they're barely recognizable as created in the image of God anymore. And we need to give them back to God to whom they truly belong. Let's go back to verse 18, our key verse, and what it says about our hearts. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. This is a beautiful phrase. Paul is talking about how the Holy Spirit, having filled our hearts with God, enables us to see all of this. All of what we've said about putting Christ first, what I was just saying, we don't do it ourselves. When we being enabled by the Spirit to give our lives to Christ, and we actually do, the Holy Spirit is the one who, He is the one who enlightens our hearts with God. And part of this enlightening, part of this truth, is seeing that these things—well, Saints Day. Why are they important? Halloween. Well, and the way we're supposed to live our lives as well, is to give our very selves completely and totally to God. And you know, I've talked a lot about this this morning, but in reality. I don't care. I really don't care what holidays we actually celebrate or what we are doing with our personal time. But if God is not the center of it all, then we are not living how we are supposed to live. I mean, we're not living into his inheritance in the saints if God is not the center. And so, as we begin to come to a close, I want us all to look at one more verse here, verse 14. Verse 14 tells us that God's Holy Spirit really is our guarantee of this inheritance until we acquire possession of it in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the tangible hope to which Christ has called us, living in us. It's the Spirit himself. This is what verse 18 says, All Saints' Day holiday are all about remembering and celebrating the saints or the Christians, saints is another word for Christians, who have gone before us and where they're going. But why? Because of God in them. It's not for their own sakes. We celebrate any holiday, even Christmas, because God, period. Because God is so wonderful, so marvelous, so powerful, that we do have an inheritance, not only in this age with the Holy Spirit and the church, but also in the age to come. Verse 21. And so, in closing, All Saints Day is a day where the church has historically celebrated those who have passed um, before us, those Christians who have passed before us, and we remember them. I encourage everyone to try and celebrate it. Maybe for the first time. Also, Eve, Halloween, Halloween Eve, tomorrow. But not to do it in a way where we simply celebrate the world the way, we simply celebrate the holiday the way the world does, but that we celebrate it um, in Christ. We celebrate the fact that Christ saved those who passed away in him and that we'll all meet again. This is what it's pointing to in the age to come, the final inheritance where God will be... All in all, and, you know, if you are trick-or-treaters yourselves or you have trick-or-treaters, that sort of thing, orient your celebration to God. Make it about Christ. Reclaim God's holiday for God. Do it in our personal lives. Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit. This is the message for us. We need to always put Christ first, as even He enables us to do, no matter what we're doing. And it starts by giving Him our time, especially the holidays made specifically for Him. So let's put God first in our lives and in this holiday season. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen this season, how God is working, and just the blessings, and what God is going to do here in Drexel and with all of us. So why don't we come to a close and um, let's pray this morning. and. Thank you.